the big brain behind Yahoo Sports. Check out the big brain on bread. Rivals.com. <laughs> Why are you laughing over there? Welcome to the Trojansports.com podcast with Blair Angulo, Chris Watson, and Adam J. Maya. The, the Trojansports.com podcast. It's fun. Isn't football fun? <laughs> it's fun, Blair. That kicks off. Thank you for the landing. Right, right now. now. Right now. This is usually where Blair Angulo says, welcome back to the Trojansports.com podcast. We're not going to say that. We're going to say welcome to the Trojansports.com podcast. Now, that voice that introduced this whole thing is actually me. We're going to have to get a different voice. It would be you. Yeah. We're going to have to. I don't like voices going back to back when they're the same voice. Sometimes going back to back is fun. Right, Adamaya? But that wasn't as fun. Anyway, my name's Chris Morales. I'm with Yahoo Sports Radio. I made an appearance on last week's podcast. Blair Angulo, the voice you usually hear, the West Coast recruiting analyst for Rivals.com and also involved here at Trojan Sports, he's out sick. Yeah. We, we, we feel bad for him. He had to do a little traveling. But Adamaya, beat reporter for, Tro- for Trojansports.com. You are healthy. You look nice and firm and ripe today. And Chris Swanson. The publisher of Trojansports.com actually made an arrival. Chris, how are you? Never healthy. Never healthy. Wearing a t-shirt that says Long Beach versus everybody. Explain what that means. Uh, We're just against everybody. I don't know. Because you're from the LBC. I live there currently. (laughs) I'm not from there. I just live there. Where are you from? I'm from the South Bay. We're going to keep it a little general so people don't go find my mom or anything like that. South Bay. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of like when like we tried San to guess. Pedro. Yeah, I know what the South Bay is. Thank <laughs> okay. you. This is kind of like when we tried to guess what Blair Angulo's middle name was. I think it was Ulysses. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was Ulysses. Some Greek name that, right. that fits him. That and fits yours him. was what, Adam? Juan? Uh, Juan? <laughs> Juanito? Jorge, you know oh, Jorge. 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 Okay. Whatever. Beautiful. Okay, welcome into this edition of the Trojansports.com podcast. Boys, busy weekend. It was the Rivals Camp Series in Los Angeles, more specifically Fullerton College. You were not there, Adam. Right? Okay, but Chris Watson was there. Mother's was there. How was it? Was it and it was it was supposed to be chock full of talent. It was. It was. There was a lot of talent there. A lot of guys stand out, a lot of USC prospects too. Had guys come down from Fresno, Arizona, Hawaii, Oregon. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, a lot of guys to talk to there, talked to about six prospects and, and saw a good showing, I'd say. Do we want to get into the prospects or are we just teasing everyone right now? I, we're going to tease them. We're going to tease them just a little bit. I think so. No, I'll talk about them a little bit. Um, guys that kind of stood out to me, you know, these, these camps usually receivers, defensive backs stand out. You don't see a lot from the bigger guys, even though, you know, Frank Martin was there, USC commit on the right. offensive line. It looked pretty good. But Trevon Sidney is, is a guy that stood out to me. USC's recruiting him. Athlete, defensive back, wide receiver. He's always looking good at these camps, and he was just burning everybody uh, again today. And another guy that stood out to me is current Arizona quarterback commit, Khalil Tate, who was playing receiver and looked like one of the best receivers at the camp, in my opinion. Um, bunch of invites, too. I, I believe seven prospects got invited to the five-star challenge in June at the, at the, uh, in Baltimore. Right. It was there? supposed to be one of the biggest events this camp for people trying to get into that five, to the five-star challenge in Baltimore, mm-hmm. which we'll all be at. Yes. The Rivals five-star challenge. Well, Adam will not be. The Rivals 100 five-star challenge in Baltimore. Adam's got some fundraiser for sick kids or something. Anyway, so uh, tell us more. So the camp was good in Fullerton mm-hmm. this past weekend. That's true, by the way. Yeah. The sick kids part or the, yeah. the, the fundraiser? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to well, that later. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever, man. Thank you. Chris Swanson, please continue where we left off. Okay, well, you know, got some updates from some guys. Uh, Caleb Kelly, who a uh, five-star linebacker, the top player in the state, 
uh, he had actually eliminated USC back in, I think it was around February. Took them out of his top 10 after I talked we to him. We weren't buying that, though. No, we weren't. Uh, after I talked to him in Las Vegas. Um, but he released a new top 10 in April. I finally caught up with him, and, and he said USC's back on his list. The Trojans are looking good for him. They're recruiting him hard, and that's what got him back on there. That's big. Uh, for USC, it seems like they're missing on a couple linebackers so far in this class. And, you know, they had plenty of linebackers in the last class, but Caleb Kelly would be a great addition, I think, if they can find a way to get him. Now, you guys just posted on tr- today, today's Tuesday, by the way, on Trojansports.com, a story from Josh Hemholt, who is the Midwest recruiting analyst for Rivals.com, about Josh King, right? Yes. And, and he has narrowed down his finalist of schools that he's going to go to. And USC just happens to be on that list, correct? Yeah, they are. Uh, he, he has top five now. Uh, USC made it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think USC usually is in it for these guys. They're out of state, these big-time recruits. It's like a big name to have on your, you know, your final list of schools. We'll see if they have a chance. Uh, you know, kind of guys from Illinois. That's not a guy that you usually expect to go to USC, right, Adam? No. I mean, like you said, I think people are going to not just put USC on there to grab attention, but I think they're going to always consider them. They want to come out to L.A. and they want to see if they could fit in there. You know, and it's a, a big culture change for, for people to, to move to L.A. Not that it's difficult, but it's just dramatically different than what they're used to. And so I think he's a guy that if he comes visits, then I think that, you would put more, I guess, credence into this top five. Well, Blair Angulo and I host another radio show called the Rivals.com Roundtable that's weekends on Yahoo Sports Radio. Shameless plug. We are, it is a shameless plug, and you could follow that show. We just launched a new Twitter. It's growing, at RivalsYSR. But we had Josh Hemmeld on last week, and he talked about Mr. King, and he said sort of leaning towards Michigan State. Now, here's why I would choose Michigan State. It would be based on the mascots. I love little Sparty. When mm-hmm. Sparty, whoever that person is in there, maybe it's, it's a, a green ma- Trojan. I mean, what? Well, yeah, it is, and it isn't. Okay, the Trojans it's don't. Awkward. I, I'm a USC football green fan. We know this. Trojan. But we don't have anybody dancing around on the sideline like that. We have a guy not riding in a, a full horse. Not, oh, a guy riding a horse. Yeah. Anybody could ride a horse. You can ride a horse. Okay. I don't know about that. Well, maybe not. But I mean, full costume, dancing around, all excited. That's what Sparty brings to Michigan State. Hmm. The Trojans need something like that. Okay. They do at the basketball games. They, got, they do? They have the horse mascot and the, uh, the Trojan mascot now. It kind of looks like Sparty a little bit. I know nobody's going to these basketball games. So it's just <laughs> right. How do you know this? It's just me that knows because I've, I've, it's me he and goes. Devin. Yeah. He's the publisher of Trojansports.com. And I'm, Chris I've been, Watson. I've been. Chris P. Swanson. I didn't want to bring it up. That wasn't something we should have brought up. <laughs> basketball? Well, no, we, no. Well, that mascot. No. Well. Are those mascots? <laughs> I'm sure we'll address it again soon, though. Why not? Was that something we need to edit out? No. Okay. No. <laughs> anyway, Josh King, though, has his top five, for those wondering, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, and USC. Summertime decision coming. Could okay. that help USC? Well, I like the fact that USC is kind of like the, you know, who does not belong, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, well, there are these four over here, and what if I want this one over here? They, they kind of have distinguished themselves already in that list. We see that happen sometimes where, you know, it's either USC's just the random team, like the L.A. visit that he's going to get, or they're the team where when he gets out there, they're impressed with the weather, yeah. you know, and they end up committing. I think summertime decision helps USC, too. You know, you get out to L.A. in the summer, impressive weather. Yeah. We'll see. 
All right. We'll see what happens with him. Well, we've got those good-looking guys on the beach. Oh, no, it's the good-looking women on the beach. I apologize. That's what we've got here in Southern California. See, now, you know, here's the funny thing. Swanson is beat red laughing so far as we record <laughs> this podcast. Adam Maya's idea to bring me in was to liven it up, to have a little more fun between him and Blair. Because him and Blair talking for multiple minutes, as many people listening to this who do listen every week, I mean, sometimes it is just painful. So Adam decided he wanted to bring me in to liven it up. And I think I'm livening it up... W- well, would that be the word? You guys are English people. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. livening up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, a little too much so I, far. I, thought, I think well, you. I mean, you seem overwhelmed, Adam. I didn't know that we were going to have that conversation on the podcast. Which which conversation? The, the, this one that you just shared. Right. Of private. Conversation. But you got to understand, none of it is private now. Okay. You want to make this podcast good? We're going to have to loosen it up a little bit. <laughs> but you literally look like you should have worn a diaper today to to, the, to record this. <laughs> I think when you said attractive men on the beach, his eyebrows... That got him excited? Jumped a little bit. I don't know about excited. To a married woman. (laughs) Good thing. Good clarification. I'm a married man. And I can qualify that. To a married woman. Well, good. We're we're very excited. I've met her. She's a lovely woman, Mrs. Maya. There we go. Actually had uh, her mother in town from Texas. What part of Texas? Houston. Houston. Houston, Yes, I, I, we do a lot of business in Houston. Yeah, so that was why I wasn't able to make that camp because That's okay. I see her maybe once a year and have you take care of her. Okay, let's get to some real stuff because people listening now are probably thinking, why they bring in this, you know, this clown? Me? No, me. <laughs> oh. On-campus visits. <laughs> Should we get into that, boys? Yeah. Let's go. Minnesota quarterback Tate Martell. Yeah, well, they had, they had a few of them. They had uh, a few quarterbacks, actually. They love quarterbacks, man. They... They just do not they get do. enough of quarterback recruiting. Okay, so USC had Tate Martell on campus. You guys know who he is. Defensive back Elijah Molden from Oregon. And then uh, who are the other two? Chris Swanson? Uh, Steven Barber, 2018 quarterback from Hawaii. And uh, Kai Neves, a quarterback, linebacker, athlete, uh, who's currently committed to Utah and actually has a family connection there. But you know, and he from was, Utah. Yes, but yeah. he was out here for the, the Rivals LA camp, stopped by USC for a quick little unofficial visit i don't think they're recruiting him at quarterback no benefit um, of the doubt here no just you know 2016 they have their quarterback and you know you look at, at his rivals profile it says like 6'4 230 think of that guy could be a linebacker big safety something like that oh, maybe there's a spot for him somewhere yeah we'll see where that goes okay well kate martell is the big name and i feel like at this point, they are. I mean, what's left to do between Tate Martell and USC? We're just waiting for Martell to commit to, commit, to USC right? at this point. I mean, he said they're the, his number one school. He said that for I think since before the spring game. It's been a, it's been a couple months now. Just waiting for everything to come together. I think at this point. Yeah, I guess maybe there was a slight hiccup in the recruitment with him because of Matt Fink committing the week before. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it affected him too much. He say, I mean, he said it didn't affect him. Who knows if it did, because he's never going to say if it did. But. Well, he, he, told, he told our Justin Rowland that he, he acknowledged that, um, Mark, uh, that Fink committing um, would weigh into his decision. And it's something I alluded to last week, uh, that when you put that many quarterbacks on the roster, you only have so many reps for them. And when you're telling a kid that, hey, you're one of – four or five scholarship quarterbacks. It's not so much like, can I beat him out, you know, beat out the guy in front of me or the three guys in front of me, but am I going to have the opportunities to do it? 
And so a bit of a turnoff there. And I don't I don't blame him. I know some people are gonna probably get on him for not being willing to compete or whatever, but I mean, you have one shot at this. You have to go to a college where you can play and if you're gonna be competing with four other guys, realistically, your odds are low, even if you're really, really good. The one chance he has though is that you know, the the class with two quarterbacks in it is two years in front of him. So that might help, you know, if, if Martel takes a red shirt, you know, he might get in a situation where he's kind of on an island towards the end of his career and he's the only guy there. Right now, though, they are definitely loaded at quarterback. You're right. 2017, Max Brown, for all intents and purposes, will be playing his final year. And, and if that's the case, then 2018, Martel would have red shirted and he'll be competing with three guys that perhaps have not played in Sam Darnold, Ricky Town, and Matt Fink. And so, again, if he's doing that kind of math, I'm sure they're having that conversation with him behind closed doors, then it's open. You know, I mean, I, I think that it's not like the worst situation for him to come into. I just feel like you can't fault him for being a little bit cynical about coming here. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I just think, you know, a couple of years those guys will be gone. Who knows, Ricky Town or Sam Darnold might transfer because they're in the same class. We'll yeah. see what the depth chart yeah, looks like in a few years. Right now, though, hard to convince some. you know, hard to kind of pitch the depth chart to a quarterback right now if you're USC. No question. Right, and I think that might be a little bit of the holdup is Markel's looking at other situations and just seeing, okay, do I want to go there more than where I really want to go? Because he wants to go to USC. So... I think he'll commit. Seems that way. I think he'll commit. I agree with you. Yeah. I got a chance to meet with Matt Fink last week, and that was, uh, that was a good experience. I like this kid. I, uh, I was impressed by how, um, I guess, how humble he was for being a quarterback. And I don't mean that to mean timid. I know sometimes maybe those words can be, uh, you know, I guess, correlated. But I felt like he was very respectful um, he, he's a kid that he's going to earn everything that he gets. You know, he's not going to expect anything, no entitlement there. And he's very excited. You know, he took his time uh, before committing and he came off like someone that really appreciated what USC was offering. And he just had to make sure that for him as well, that it was a good situation for him. You know, a lot came to him very quickly where he had, he had a Boise State offer in the fall and then he had a dozen other offers a few months later. And he did things very differently. I wrote a story about this today and on, Rivals, on Trojansports.com where, you know, he literally just went to a couple camps and he earned all these offers overnight. And he's not a guy that's all over, you know, seven on seven. He wasn't even at Rivals Camp yesterday. No. Nope. So, um, not usual for a quarterback of that caliber, but I think someone that, you know, you have to trust the coaching staff here. They're not going to offer a kid. They're not going to go all in with a kid um, who was really, you know, the third guy that they were in that situation with after Shea Patterson and KJ Costello. And so it wasn't like he was the seventh guy and they were going after five guys at the same time. He was really the next guy that they went for. And so they believe in him. 
and um, you know it, it came down to his film. I mean, what, what have you thought about his film? Oh, I think it's impressive. I mean, and th- I think the most exciting thing about him is that we know the direction that the USC offense wants to take. He's one of the first quarterbacks that they've recruited. I think Sam Donald's the other one mm-hmm. that can take them in that direction. You look at the the you know their roster right now: Kessler pro style, Max Brown pro style, Ricky Town pro style, and then you know Sam Donald, Matt Fink will get them away from that to you know kind of a more modernized college football. You know that spread option kind of thing. That's what I'm excited for. He looks like a pretty explosive runner. I think that's something that you know. Have we ever seen that at USC? Even I'm, I'm not sure. That explosive. Right. I mean, like Rodney Pete has that reputation, but he was a bit more of a grinder in terms of his running ability. I, I guess I don't have a, a good comp for Matt Fink at USC. There you go. Huh? Say exciting stuff, guys. Hey, guys, it's me. I'm back again. Oh, good. So what? should I get my... Well, I was listening to a One Direction song while you guys were rambling about whatever that was. Anyway, uh, so should I get my Matt Fink jersey ready? Should I start ordering from the Rivals fan store? I think so. Order anything from the Rifles fan store. Of course. <laughs> I wouldn't. Adam is speechless. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they have like 15 quarterbacks, so. Okay. Well, uh, let's just hope that it's one of those situations that, that happens with USC jerseys where he just gets a number that was already on a really good player, so you already have it in your closet. I do. I've got, I, I do have a few jerseys hanging in my closet, among other things. What do you have? I've got a 10, there you go. Okay. and I've got a 3. There you go. See? Keyshawn Johnson, Carson Palmer, John David Booty, Hayes Plart, it all kind of keeps yeah, what, going. You just keep going around. Matt Weiner. Nice he wore 11. No, then that's not right. Who, did, who wore 10? John I, think, David I, think, Booty. I think Matt Castle. Matt no, Castle. There, there was a reason I had a 10. Maybe it's an 11. I don't know. It's well, you been said a while. you had a Matt Liner jersey last <laughs> It's been a while since I've jumped in the closet. I've spent, many, I've spent a lot of time out. <laughs> <laughs> Still to come on the Trojansports.com podcast. Now, we're going to do Adam Maya's bumper sticker award. We're also going to talk, uh, get some questions from the message board. Right now, I just posted a question on the message board, actually. My uh, username is CMMYSR. There. I don't know if you can see it, Adam, or not. Looking I'm looking at number 10. I'm looking at who wore it. Yeah, Matt Castle wore 10. I thought okay, so. so it was a Matt Castle. Yeah, a Matt Ca- Big yeah, Patriots yeah. fan? Yeah, is that, uh, is that I don't is? remember why. I'm pretty confident they didn't sell that when he was there. But anyway, okay. I don't know why I have a 10. All right. Maybe it's an 11, and I'm just confused. He has both. Did you see my question there on the message board? Out of mind. Let me refresh. We'll refresh. All right, we're going to do that in the next segment. We're going, I know. Well, I'm teasing. <laughs> this is radio. It's a radio tease. Okay. What? <laughs> well, all right. Are you going to tell people what the question was? Why do you guys do this podcast? <laughs> I think I got to ban that poster. You might have is. to. Whoever that guy is, he's a troublemaker. <laughs> he, is. he is a troublemaker. <laughs> We're going to do your bumper sticker award in just a few moments, right? Okay. We'll take a short break. We're not paying him, are we? No. Not for this, thank gosh. <laughs> We're going to come right back here on the Trojansports.com podcast. Hey, it's the QB Sean Salisbury, and you're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast right here on the home for everything USC. Everything USC. Trojansports.com. You're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast on Trojansports.com. Powered by Rivals. 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 Rivals.
You know, now that I'm involved, boys, in this, by the, by the way, this Chris Morales, guest hosting here for Blair Angulo, sick Blair Angulo, we need some longer breaks. We need to find some material to put in there. Maybe some public service announcements. How about or, the sponsor? Oh, uh, Shots Gl- with Deb or something? Gl- <laughs> Glamour Shots by Deb. Well, right. Why don't you guys actually sell something that we can run in there? Something? There's Gl- got to be a sandwich shop uh, in, somewhere. I offered you a twenty nine ninety nine Glamour Shot by Deb. I took it. I just texted it to you. Yeah. Uh, it, you did? Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, Hold on. <laughs> it's a shot of science. Um, so, welcome back to the TrojanSports.com podcast. Now, coming up, we just did the tease. Our breaks, again, are not very long, so it was only like 40 seconds ago. But the bumper sticker award, Adam, yeah. we're going to get into it in just a moment. We're also going to talk some uh, USC baseball that goes hand in hand. And then we've got questions from the message board Okay, coming up. So, your bumper sticker award, this is where the little sounder plays. And then that fun music comes in. And then you tell us who your bumper sticker award goes to. I, I never hear it. You never hear the music? Yeah, I never hear the little sound. You don't hear it? Well, I it hear it. It appears there I, every week. When I replay the podcast, but I don't you hear it. You mean in right post production is when we yeah, insert it. I don't yeah. hear it live. That music no. is always playing through my head. Yes. So. That's, that voice <laughs> is Chris P. Swanson, the publisher of TrojanSports.com, who okay. decided to work today and join us. Yes. It's not every day. No. Go okay. ahead. Um, Adam Ayo. Go ahead. Bumper Sticker Award. Pitcher Kyle Davis, who threw a shutout on Friday night. USC had a pair of shutouts. I'm giving the award to Kyle, who made the, the spot start and has only really started, you know, once this year. He did start a couple weeks back for a couple innings, but that wasn't meant to be like a, a usual start. It was more like get, get some work in, give him a couple innings. This one, USC needed him to work a little bit, and he went the distance and was fabulous. I think it was the best start of the year although it might have been chopped on Sunday by freshman Mitch Hart. Either way, they, they won two out of three versus Stanford. And Kyle Davis is a kid that has that starter potential and just hasn't been able to, I guess, put it together consistently. And they've worked him in the bullpen, and he's been up and down. And I guess he's dealt with you know little injuries and little things that the pitchers are always dealing with. But just an amazing start, really, because um, they won one nothing, And so he went the distance where every pitch could have been, you know, either you're, you're, the game's tied or you're losing. You know, there were a couple runners on throughout the game, of course. But um, they, they went ahead one nothing on an A.J. Ramirez home run in the third inning. And, and so he always had that pressure. And I love that kind of game. I, I love that one nothing, 2 to one whatever, grind it out, 3-2 kind of win. And I just was uh, was taken aback by what he was able to do in the ninth inning, put the first two runners on, and then even then he worked out of that jam. And I, I couldn't believe that they kept him in that game. And they did because they liked the way that he fields bunts. And they, they assumed it would be a bunt. Sure enough, he got that third batter to pop up on the bunt. So... Uh, preserve the shutout, much-needed win, much-needed series win. They lost another heartbreaker on Tuesday before against Irvine where, you know, they had come back from a 4 nothing deficit and went ahead 5-4, and then they lose. On the final out, they, they blow their 5-4 lead, then they lose an extra 8-5. So they've really, really been tested here. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the playoffs, because they, they've been through a, a whirlwind of emotions. 
plug again. They did win the series against Stanford after losing another heartbreaker on Saturday. Two out of three games, right? Yeah. Because two, two out of three ain't bad, Adam. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But again, they, they split the four, and the two that they lost. It's a meatloaf song. That was Chris uh, Swanson got it. You didn't get it. You got it? I just flashed a smile. I don't get anything. Yeah, that's okay. Can I buy a USC Trojans baseball jersey in our Rivals fan store? Rivals fan You know what? You should go look, and I encourage everybody to It's funny you mentioned that. Chris Swanson, let's look. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. All right. Rivalsfanstore.com. Okay, let's Let us know. Um, let's go to USC Trojans. Well, well, you're looking, though. Let's talk a little bit more about this baseball team. seems like they're pitching. We were worried about their pitching a little bit earlier in the year. It seems like that's kind of when they, they faltered was they would lose. You know, they'd give up a, a nine-run game and lose. Yeah. It seems like that's not the case anymore. Well, they're losing the in starters, a different way. Yeah, the starters were incredible this weekend. It was Kyle Kuhn in the chart, and like I mentioned, Kyle Davis. But... Now, they don't know, like, what do you do? Do you start Kyle Davis again? I mean, usually Hubs likes to ride the hot hand. I expect that Kyle Davis will start this upcoming weekend, you know, probably with a short leash, though. You know, probably with Brent Wheatley and Tyler Gilbert right there ready to, to come in early if, if need be. But the lineup is kind of cooled off now. Um, I don't expect that to last. Usually the lineup is productive. Their one issue, their Achilles heel, is driving in runs. Uh, runners with scoring, runners in scoring position. They they do not bring people in. Uh, they do not capitalize in those situations as well as they need to. But I mean, now, yeah, they have the starting pitching. The bullpen has been a little bit shaky. So it's always something. They haven't been able to get everybody on the same page. And right now, I would say that they are a dark horse candidate to host a regional. Then they probably need to sweep the next two weekends with Cal and ASQ. Are they going to catch or win five and six? They're going to catch UCLA. UCLA is number one, and the and the, they're in the con- yeah, they, yeah. UCLA will win the, the conference. I don't think so, well, loyal listeners. <laughs> no, they're going to brew in their season, and okay. USC is going to catch them. You heard it here first. All right. See how we did that brew in your season? Yeah. I like to report there are no baseball jerseys at the Rivals Fan Store. Oh, that's and disappointing. And a Google search seems that there's really none anywhere. Oh. Can yeah. you report on what's they, in they the Rivals the, they, they, Oh, yeah. We got all kinds of accoutrements. <laughs> they got them at the USC bookstore. Okay. I, I used to work. Well, let me go to the USC bookstore now. Okay. We, we don't need to say? promote them. We can just promote what we have. Right? Yeah. Shacks by Gev, everybody. We've got, a, we've got a lot of material in here, uh, but not a Trojans baseball jersey. Darn it all. It's because okay. we're new to the baseball thing. We're the first ones really to do it, I'd say. And that's, that's probably why. Wouldn't you think so? Have you guys finished your baseball uh, recap there? Congratulations yeah. to the Trojans baseball team, by the way, for beating the Stanford Cardinal two out of three. You know who loves baseball? Uh-oh. The guy who's usually here, Blair Gulo. In fact, he might be at home practicing his bunt. Let's, uh, let's dial him up and see what's going on. <laughs> We're sneak attacking Blair Gulo. We, 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 we didn't tell him he's on let's the see. podcast this week. Let's see if he answers. Trying to call Blair Gulo. Maybe he's out recruiting. Maybe he's homesick. Get some chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Blair Angulo, Chris Morales, Adam J. Maya, Chris P. Swanson. We're, we, we wanted to call you live on the podcast to see how you're feeling. Not too hot. And he answered with a cough. Yeah. That's that either amazingly legit. lucky or it's all planned out. I think it was planned out. I think he saw a caller ID and he's like, I need to sound sick. Blair, I just, because I am your friend, these two yokels don't really like you, as you know, but I wanted to call <laughs> and have you included in some way. Oh, well, thanks for uh, having me, guys. You don't sound good, I will say. You sound you really sick. 
Yeah, so the thing is, uh, I was in Utah uh, for the Mountain West Elite Camp, and they go with the rain there. They they work out in the rain, and, and it was pouring, you know, something we don't really get out here in Southern California. And then with the travel and the flying and all that, obviously you get, you know, yeah. a little sick. Uh, and then I went out to uh, Fullerton for the Rivals Camp Series, uh, the last stop in the, in, the, in the Rivals Camp Series. And literally, we, you know, it was 90 degrees, so my body was not having it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where I stand right now. Well, buddy, feel better. Uh, hurry up and get better for our show that we're going to be doing at the end of the week, which is much more important than this thing. <laughs> the Rivals.com Roundtable. You can follow it, by the way, at RivalsYSR. Oh, wait a minute. Adam's putting his hand up. He has a question. No, I, have, I want to tell Blair, I went ahead and rescheduled your updated Glamour shop, I get, given the way you're feeling. He's still trying to work that bit in, Blair. My photo shoot? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah with, with Deb. Yeah. Your Glamour shot. I, I rescheduled it because you're not feeling well. But I thought I thought you said that the, that the glamour shot was perfect and that you wanted to get one. <laughs> God, he's even, he's antagonistic even when he's on the phone and he's sick. <laughs> it really oh, is man. incredible. Have you seen? So have you seen the photos that we take with uh, the recruits afterwards? The ones yes. that win awards at the Rival Camp Series. That's what I thought um, was I actually, from. Got a, I, I actually got a couple compliments. So uh, hopefully you can check those out at, at a Twitter at Rivals Camp. Blair Agulo, everybody. <laughs> Blair, feel better. Take some uh, something, some vitamin C, some chicken noodle soup. Um, no, you know what I did? I went to the store yesterday, the, the grocery store. The I don't know what. Which market? Would it, which market did you choose no, no, for your shopping pleasure? No, like, it was just near the the nearest CVS. Okay. Uh, and you go to the aisle where it has all the cold and flu medicine and all that. Yes. And I went directly to the severe section. So, <laughs> did you um, get the CVS I'm, brand or did you get the an actual name brand product? No, no, I went actual brand. This is serious. Okay. This, well, what's uh, the brand? Tell yeah. us. Uh, oh, what is it like? Bix or whatever, Nyquil and Dayquil. Oh, okay, uh, beautiful. You can follow Nyquil and Dayquil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just take it's them both at the same time, and you'll have a really fun day. You'll feel yeah, like Chris Swanson no. feels most days. <laughs> Every second, yeah. Chris for I'll, uh, I'll see how it goes, but hopefully, I'm I'm good to go here in the next couple days. Beautiful, Blair. We'll get some rest. We miss you. We'll talk to you uh, next week on the Trojan Sports.com podcast. My idea for next week was all four of us being involved. So we'll see if we can pull that off. If Swanson will come in. Do we, we'll, we'll, yeah, do we have the mics available for that? Uh, well, again, you're, you're getting a little too technical. Of course you are. But, yeah, we'll figure that part out. <laughs> or we could just share one. Me we could just share one. I think he, Adam should sit on your lap and you guys share <laughs> one and see who knifes who first. <laughs> It'll be incredible. Inappropriate. Okay. Okay, yeah. Blair, thank yeah. you. Uh, if you're scoring at home, and hopefully Blair is, that is Blair and Gulo off sick, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. Be good. Bye-bye. Right, bye, Blair. Okay, moving forward. Let's uh, rank... Uh, I don't know where to go from there. Well, you have here on our rundown that you put together, ranking Pac-12 coaches. Why don't we go there? Go ahead. Well, Athlon get a list. They do it every year where they rank them, and they just kind of, I guess they update their list, basically. It seems like they you know, move it around from the year before. And I have some thoughts, but... Before I even comment, I think Chris Swanson really wants to comment. Well, you should comment first because it's going to take me like 30 minutes to tear this list apart and talk about how I hate it. And You want me to go? I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Let's go. go. Okay, first of all, Mac, Mike McIntyre, number 12 at Colorado. Why is he the worst coach of the Pac-12? Colorado is terrible. 
They're terrible. That's probably why. Two, but that's not his fault. That's not his fault. Hold on. He inherited that. Two years ago, Fresno State beat Colorado by literally 100 points. I'm not even kidding. They're competitive now. Mm. Hike that ranking up, Athlon. We don't want to see that. Say, I feel a similar way about Sonny Dykes at Cal. I well, think. Why, well, hold on one second. Yeah, okay. To play moderator here. Let's play it. Why should they up him from 12? Because Colorado went from being terrible to being kind of competitive yet terrible. That's why. Okay. He's not the worst coach. That's my point. Yeah, it, okay. He's not the worst I, coach. I understand what well, you're saying. Well, is 12 the bottom you can get? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. Pack 12. 12. Yeah. Right, sorry yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so so he's the <laughs> worst coach in the Pac-12. Yeah, I'm not buying that. He, I think a couple years ago, didn't he? San Jose State with him went like 11 and two. Yeah, they know like, what yeah. Um, the hard part though about about doing this is that where do you put him then? I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but then to put him ahead of a bunch of other guys that have won eight or nine games, it's a little bit. It's just a loaded task i feel like but go ahead i don't you could put jim moore at the bottom because this is the <laughs> trojan sports podcast wow. and now that boyer's not here we don't have to do any brew and love no right? we don't we could just so number 11 if we're just moving ahead are we that, are we, we going one by one yeah why not? i'm gonna tell you i hate everyone and then i'm not gonna well, we'll go quickly give you adam made list. a face but we'll go quickly number 11 <laughs> sunny dykes from cal now cal is on a recruiting streak so they about, are you know. they're moving up a little bit i, th- I think that uh I think they're coming back a little. I could see Sonny Dykes move. I understand why he's at 11. I could see him moving up. Though. Okay, number 10. Mike Wa- Leach, way way better than 10th. You, you can't give him you know really a better ranking because Washington State's awful. But okay. He's way better than Number nine. Uh-oh. Steve Sarkeesian. I think this is way too low. That's low. I think that's way too low. I think that you... you Okay, you have to factor in recruiting, I think. As Adam and I actually talked about this before the podcast. We cheated a little bit. But, so, um, Adam, are you ready to give that same opinion? Yeah, no, okay. I, I agree. Okay. You have to factor in... They just signed the number one recruiting class in the country, right. according to Rivals.com. Coming off of sanctions and... Coming not, off of the number two class, by the way. The year before. No, no. No, no yeah, he did, right? No, it's, it was like eight or nine, I think. I number one in the Pac-12. We'll number give one it to him. the Pac-12. We'll give it, it's number two now. Yes, okay. <laughs> We're just giving it to him. <laughs> well, two, no, I, I, I made that mistake, but honestly, he's been, to he's, your point, huge recruiting class. Were you class. wearing yeah. your number 10 jersey? Well, Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was back in the closet those days. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, number one recruiting class. He recruited well at Washington. You know, he's still a Pac-12 coach, so you can still kind of say he's on that yeah. list and that factors in. Nine wins in his first year. I know that's not great, but they're coming off of sanctions. You know, they, they don't have a lot of depth. They have issues. The young offensive line. I think you move Steve Sarkeesian up. That's a pretty good job well, to me. Half of college football coaching is recruiting. And that's just you know the reality of, of where we're at, where it's competitive and you got to get players. And if you get players, you're going to be successful. Well, so, the, well, if you if you look at this this whole list, and the writer, who's the writer who did this for Applon? It doesn't matter. The question at the end was: the challenge for Sark is simple: get USC back among the nation's elite and contend for national championships. Yeah. Is he the right coach to do so? Based on that question, Chris P. Swanson, don't you agree with his ranking at nine? They haven't been no. there. No, but he's only been there one year. Okay, and in yeah. the one year, anybody they expected them to be. A top five team was just kind of out of their they, mind, really. They were going to go eight and four last year. I mean, even before the year, that was the number that I gave to everybody. And I swear, and they went eight and four, and they really, you know, they did blow a couple games. I also felt like they stole a couple games. 
And so they went eight and four. That's what they were going to do. Um, a lesser coach would not have gotten it came for, but a better coach maybe improves them a little bit from eight and four. But again, they they were an eight and four roster in situation. That, that's what USC's been since yeah. the sanctions have started. It's not. It's the depth yeah. issue. This, this really. is a year where you can judge him. I think they should probably. More be a little bit better. I think that yeah, the expectation should be, should be So should Trojan be fans be upset with that ranking? With Sark at nine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think He's so. You said number one recruiting class. Okay. You finished with so nine if, wins. So yeah. if Trojan fans are who are moder- pr- predominantly listening to this, imagine Bruin fans feeling very upset about the next ranking at number eight. And you, okay, I just made that joke that Jim Moore should be at the bottom of the list. It was a joke. Because UCLA fans actually should be upset at this. I'm looking at, they list his career record at UCLA. 29 and 11. That's three not, years. not a record that any UCLA coaches no. had. That is like the best three years in UCLA football history. Absolutely. I, honestly, they're they're just a, in terms of, you know, football, yeah. they're not there. They're not near the top of the mound. Number eight, way too low yeah, for I Jim I think Moore. that has a lot to do with coaching too. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. And recruit-wise, recruitment-wise, they signed the number one quarterback, correct? Yeah, they did. And yeah. and top, you know, top 10 class and they got a lot of guys from out of state that people didn't expect them to get. Which... <laughs> Goes back to Sark. I'm, I'm not over this, but I mentioned how maybe a better in-game coach would have won the, the two games that USC threw away. But that coach probably doesn't get Juju Smith and Adore Jackson to come to USC and Jamie and Mama. You know what I mean? And maybe so, not. And that that matters. I mean, you got those kids for three, four years, and he did that. And so you can't just look at those two games and you know kind of push I, him down. I agree, because also, if you, you know, going back to recruiting, UCLA, you know, 20, what, what did I say, 29 and 11 the last mm-hmm. three years? USC didn't lose any of the top California, Rosen, but, you know, they had, they were recruiting a couple different quarterbacks and, and Keyshawn Lucia or South, maybe, but outside of that, they got everybody they wanted from Southern California. UCLA just missed. Yeah. So. All right, now, and moving along, and I don't know, I know we don't want to go through this whole thing, let's say, but number seven, Oregon, any thoughts there? We want to keep going. I'm not sold on Helfrich, but he did just take him to the national title game. Okay. So number six, Oregon State. Who knows? It's Gary Anderson. Yeah, we. Who knows? Like that's kind of. I feel like they put him at six just because it's in the middle that he hasn't even coached okay. there yet. Five, Utah. You know, Whittingham. I love Kyle Whittingham. I th- I would think about moving him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The transit. Everybody's moving up. Everybody. There is no nobody's below on. six. There nobody's below six. But uh, you know that transition for Utah. A lot of people expected them to, to struggle in the Pac-12, which I think is fair. You know, you move from Mountain West to a bigger conference. They've been competing for titles. They haven't won any yet, but they're always competitive. And this is before their roster is really going to start to look like a Pac-12 roster. Okay. Number four. I have no idea why Chris Peterson is number four. The Huskies. No idea why he's You think he should be lower? Way lower. Right. He he did an amazing job at Boise State. So did everybody else the last <laughs> 15 years. I just want to point that out. No. Every coach at Boise State since they took off yeah. has taken a bigger job and I gotten fired. He has a, a, a lot to prove as well. I think so, too. Having just been in conference one year, he had a lot of talent on that Washington team, and they did okay. Yeah, you know, they actually okay. did have a lot of talent. Yeah. Boise State, by the way, monster in the Mountain West. I know that you know they had they haven't been the same last couple of years, but that is a heck of a program that makes Number coaches three lower for David Shaw. Yeah, Adam's a David Shaw hater. Oh, you're a hater. A little bit of a hater. I, I no, 
I thought I was just a normal cabbage shop. Just a normal Stanford hater. <laughs> no, just I thought that like this is what the general consensus was with cabbage shop. Yeah. Well, well, you know, next year I'm going to be curious if if they have a good year next year, which I expect them to. I think he could. I stay think they up. should. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he he could stay up there. You know, if if they because I know he's following Harbaugh. You know, and that's probably why that record looks as good as it does these oh, past four years. It does. But it's still Stanford. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see. In a couple of years that they fall off, see, I'm, on, I'm on train with me, him being he, lower. He's blown games um, and had more issues during games than Scarkeesian. I could see that. Yeah. I, I get that criticism that he's not the game, in-game head he, coach. He blew the won. USC game. Yeah. So. Okay. Remember when Arizona football was just horrible? And remember when Rich Rod was horrible at Michigan? Yeah. Do you want me to rant about that? Yes, number I'll, two, Rich Rod at Arizona. Let me rant about that. I don't know what Michigan was thinking, firing Rich Rodriguez after three. I know they went in the toilet. I know their record was looking terrible. But he changed their offense and their defense. No prayer to look good. Now he's at Arizona. They're letting him do his thing. They're, you know, hands off a little bit. Look at what the Wildcats are doing. They should be nowhere near, you know, the level that they're at right, right now. Right, exactly. Nowhere near it. And they are. He's a great coach. They've let Rich Rod just do his thing, like Adam bring, bringing me in here to just do my thing. Exactly. Not getting in the way. And just he didn't me fire run you. my offense. He didn't fire you after, you know, three minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you fire him? <laughs> no. Uh, well, the first three minutes are the best part. So your thoughts on Rich Rod? Yeah, I, he could probably be number one. Okay. Yeah. But do you – do you dis, well, okay, put that aside. Okay. So, you, so you're saying that number two is pretty good. You agree with this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If he, if you seem to have no emotion towards this at all. <laughs> no, I, I think that if they put him at number two, I think he belongs in that top, top three. Okay. So they're not wrong. Okay. Number one, and by now you figured it out. Go ahead, Chris Swanson. Todd Graham, Arizona State. I think he's one of the best coaches. Remember when the Sun Devils were horrible, by the way? Their yeah. football team? Yeah. Well, I also remember when they were really good. Yeah. Too. Um, I, you know, he's great. recruiting's okay, right? He, he, yes. Yeah. Here's my thing with, with Todd Grant. I think he's a great coach. I think that if you go into a game with him, you have a chance to outcoach the other team. Yeah. They haven't taken the Him and Whittingham are probably the best in-game coaches, right? Maybe. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if yeah. I would say that. Um, I think, uh, yeah, okay. I'll go with you on there. Yeah. I think so. In-game I coaches. Think so. Sure. Oh, and sure. I think Moore is really good, too. Yeah, I think so. But, okay, my thing with Todd Graham. Arizona State, I think he's done an amazing job. You look at the record, obvious. You know, they're, they've really come back from, you know, they're kind of going through a really weird period before he got there um, with, with their old head coach, uh, Coder. But um, they haven't taken that leap, that next leap yeah. that I know Arizona State can take because right. I've seen them make the Rose Bowl be like, oh, they're a top five team. They might compete for a national title. Kind of like Oregon. Don't do that under Grant. On a, on a lesser scale. They're mini they're like Oregon. A poor man's Oregon. They are. They are poor men. Where Oregon can get up to the top 10, yes. but they can't win the title. Exactly. ASU can be in the top you know, 20, but they can't just win the whole conference nope. and go to a major bowl. Ex- and yeah, exactly. I mean, it, when they're sitting at 8-1 and one or something like that, we expect them to lose two of the next three. Like, that's just how it's kind of gone these last few years for them. I love him as a coach, though, and you know, it might be Arizona State's fault. It might not be Todd Graham's fault, for all we know, but I don't know about number one. There you go. There you go. That's the whole list. Top 12 coaches uh, from the Pac-12 from Athlon Sports. You guys, I'm sure, are going to post or tweet this link so people can follow along if they want to. 
I'm sure you'll do that. Yeah, right? maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Anyway, questions now for the podcast from the message boards direct oh, from trojansports.com. Adam J. Maya, you handled this, I believe. Yeah, I like doing this. Let's play some, we'll play some funky music in the background. And go ahead with question number one. I like it to be interactive, and I appreciate... We do like interactive, yes. Yeah, we want to be able to reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> I appreciate the, the readers, you know, willing to reach out to us. We want to make sure that we, we meet their needs. So, first question. Um, what is the story behind Isaac Garcia's decommitment? Shoot, Chris Swanson. I will shoot. Whenever somebody decommits, there are two stories that come out, no matter what happens, no matter what and the real story. Neither one of them are true. Well, we, <laughs> we don't know. That's the thing. is we, Because the USC coaches will say that they have moved on from Isaac Garcia, that they're looking for other people, that he doesn't fit in with what they want anymore, whatever. They let, they're going to say, we let him know early. You know, We want somebody else. Isaac Garcia is not going to say that. And he's going to say that he's decided USC isn't the best for, for him. So some people, some other people that report, you know, on these things will take the coach's side, take the kid's side. They'll just choose. We're going to tell you right now, we don't choose. We hear two stories. We don't know what happened. All right. Right? Um, how like We talked about Kit Markell, but how likely is it that he commits in the near future? Very likely. I think he will. Yeah, I think, I think so he will. And by the way, that question comes from Marty S.C. Psych. And underneath it, if you're there on the message board, it says War Daddy. Is that like his little description of himself? <laughs> um, everybody has a little, like, category. Mine, mine doesn't. Because you're, uh, no, you're new. You're oh. first. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that was, that was your th- first that was my, No, that was my virgin post, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Marty, for that. Glad we checked that. Um, he's a gold member. Thank you. Yeah. Did you answer the question? Yes, yeah, I believe okay. so. I believe okay, so. let's move along. Okay. Is Anthony Sorrow really that dialed in at linebacker? I would say as a starter, no. I think that there is definitely competition there. He did not practice in spring. He drove around in a little motorized vehicle. Um, but he's going to play. He's a, a big-time rotational player, a dependable guy. So I would bet on him starting. I just don't think that he's like a lock. And I think, too, he's somebody that maybe middle of the year, later in the year, someone can emerge and take that job from him. But he's a, a valuable guy, a guy that they need, a guy that can you know, play 100 snaps if they need him. I completely agree with you. I think that his numbers last year probably look you know, better than what he is, you know, because he, he was used that much out of necessity. He never came out. Yeah, so I would guess that they're going to rotate. You know, there might be more of a 50-50 split there, but right. I yeah, I would pick him at the start of the season. I think he's going to start. Do I know by the end of the season? No, I think one of these five-star guys could, you know, come up and, and take a spot from him. Yeah, and... Why not? Uh, the question, the follow-up was, can Messina or Olajuwon Tucker unseat him? Elijah Tucker was one of my favorites from from spring. You're nodding your head. I am. I liked him too. Yeah, just incredibly versatile. And, and again, they kind of made Sorrow versatile last year, even though it might not have been totally natural for him to do all the things that he was doing. But Elijah has a very unique body and and length at that position, and so I could see him uh, maybe winning that job or splitting that job. And Messina, you know, that's one of our favorites coming in. But until we see him in fall camp, I can't really say that he would take that job. Yeah. 
I, I mean, yeah, I like Osimacine a lot. I personally think he's a five star and that Rivals.com underrated him. I still love you guys, though. And uh, Elijah Juan Tucker reminds me of the linebackers that USC had, you know, yes. seven years ago. Mm-hmm. He's big, physical, fast. You look at Anthony. Pete Carroll linebacker. Yeah, exactly. Anthony Asaro, Hayes Pilar, you look at them, you can tell they're, they're very good players. They're not the same kind of physical specimen that those guys were. Right. Elijah Juan Tucker will be that. All right. That came from the freshman shooter McGavin, twenty-two shooter. Well, he's got he's got he's, two more questions. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Okay. He's like got four. <laughs> one oh, one okay. post can be four questions. My oh, okay, okay. Or there five. Seven. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you 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 take the next. I'll couple. take it. So, can you name any incoming transfers like Lance Mudd or Taylor McNamara that you think have a legit shot at either playing on special teams or making an impact this year? You gotta say McNamara. You know. Oh, yeah. I expect him to start. Yeah, they got. No Nothing at tight end. I don't expect Jalen Cope Fitzpatrick to to be their starter. Um, I don't think Bryce Dixon's coming back. I don't think Bryce Dixon's coming back. We'll see. You know, we don't know. We yeah. don't know. It could happen, but it's not something we expect. So yeah, you got. I would think you know McNamara is going to be uh, the guy. He's going to be the guy there. He's that obvious transfer that that really stands out. I don't expect as much from Lance Mud. He's a Cal Poly you know running back transfer. I think Justin Davis and Trey Madden are going to kind of be the two headed monster. You got all those freshmen coming in. McNamara is the guy. Yeah. I, there you go. If they're going to bring a guy like Mud, it might be more for special teams. So yeah, maybe he, he makes an impact there. To me, he's kind of like the James Tolan running back where everybody you we're gonna watch him in practice and be like well that guy looks way better than an fcs running back but he might never touch the ball in a game that's what i expect anyway yeah last question from uh final question from shooter mcgavin darn shooter would you like to go ahead yeah what what does the line look like when wheeler comes back well every indication that we got was that wheeler would be the left tackle and toe is not going anywhere in terms of the rotation he just won't be playing left tackle so he moves to guard. Uh, I see him and Damian as the favorites if I'm having to pick between you know, those guards. But that doesn't mean that Viani won't play or won't even win a job either. I just think that if I had to pick two, I'm picking Damian and Toa. I think, I think Mama and, and uh, you know, Viani, that's a, that's a battle. Toa Lobendon has his spot locked, and I think those guys will battle for a guard spot. Mama and and uh, I'm sorry, Viani Tomavao, and you know Banner's kind of locked in at right tackle. I think, uh, although I think that could change. I think if other players start to show that they're growing, he could get bumped out. But I think right now he's locked in. So I think yeah. you know it's going to be Wheeler. I think Lobendon will be left guard probably, and then you're going to have Turek. The battle between Mama and Viani Tomavao. If Zach Blair Bain. was here, would he understand the Shooter McGavin reference? No. Happy Gilmore? Not. Yeah, he wouldn't, ref- he wouldn't get it. He doesn't watch movies. And then Shooter asked another post. But we only allow one post for this message board thing. Uh-huh. Plus, it was directed at Blair, so we'll keep that till next week. Shooter, sorry. Moving on. I'm going to move us on <laughs> forward here. <laughs> Go ahead. E-Love 33, a gold member. What are the perfect chances of USC landing Jack Jones, Cable Kelly, and that Bishop Amat dude? They're or duo, excuse me. Well, okay. You know, I, I know a lot of people are... are up in the air on what Jack Jones is going to do. USC hasn't visited him yet for spring. They're supposed to come on the first day. It hasn't happened yet. Right now, I don't think they get him, honestly. I That could change. I mean, there's a long way to go. It might change. Caleb Kelly, uh, I don't think USC is going to get him either. That could change, but it seems like right now, if you had to pick one in, in L.A., he's yeah. leaning toward the UCLA. He's really close with Darian Owens. Uh, Bishop Amat duo, 
Uh, so we'll start with Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, we'll yeah. start with uh, Tyler Vaughn's. Uh, yeah, he's going to USC. I think I, yeah. I've, he, that's kind of like a, a Tate Martell uh, kind of thing Formality. with him. Yeah, uh, with uh, uh, Trevon Sydney. Um, we'll see. I I think that if they have room for him, they're definitely going to be a favorite for him. I just want to see. You know, you don't know if, who's committing, who else is. You know, like they have wh- to how figure out fits in. the positions and where they want him and. What else they got at those positions? Yeah, exactly. But you know, I think if they want him, yeah, he's definitely going to be. You know, there'll be a player for him. He's and he's good. He definitely showed that in RCS. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But yeah, definitely Tyler Vons. I'd say yes. E Love Thirty Three. Just their uh, their second message there. So welcome into it. Keep the messages oh, yeah. coming. Oh wow! All right. Moving forward, Murphy's Wall Eighty Three. With his 757th message. For Adam, Blair, and Chris. I think he means a different Chris, not me. But where do you feel is more valuable? Like, linebacker or safety? Did you just make yourself laugh? I did. And do you see a freshman stepping in to fill whichever position Cravens doesn't play? Well, Sua, is a, I think he'll be a better linebacker than he was safety. I think that that's where his skill set will translate even greater. It's kind of a, you know... A loaded, I don't want to say a loaded question, but situation because he would be more valuable at safety because they don't have, you know, great established safeties. I'll, yeah, I'll give you my opinion. Where, where, where do you feel Sio is more valuable? That's what the question is. Yeah, he's more valuable at, at linebacker because he's a better linebacker. He's a natural linebacker. I think that's what he'll grow into. But and that for, position, but is more, for USC. Yeah, he's more valuable at safety because they don't have safety. Right, they like literally like right now like nothing. But his impact at linebacker is greater. Yes, than it he's would a be better linebacker than he right. is a safety for so USC. Very, he's probably better safety. Very hard question. It is. It is. I hope you understood that too because that's kind of. I um, do we see a freshman stepping in to fill whichever position Cravens doesn't play? At I safety, think. Yeah. Well, I think it's very possible at linebacker too, because if he's not playing well, linebacker, he's going to play linebacker. Yeah. Let's just go. Okay. He's going to play linebacker. Right. I'm saying freshman could step in anywhere because you got you know at linebacker yeah. it might be Osa Messina, John Houston yeah. at safety, Yakili Ross, Marvell Tell. Yes, I could definitely see it. That's my answer. Murphy's Law 83, thank you for the question. Moving forward, Tirebiter SC, he's a senior in our boards. Frank Morales. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Kill the music. What does that mean? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a joke for Adams. <laughs> what was the reasoning behind Oh, okay. Wait, we're just going to move forward? <laughs> Changing back on. What was the reasoning behind the Jalen Green move to wide receiver? Why <laughs> was he recruited as a quarterback when his skill set was quite different than the pro-style QB that SC favors. Why? <laughs> a lot of questions here. Why <laughs> has he recru- Why was he recruited when the quarterback stable was already full? All right. I'll, I'm going to jump right into yeah. this because I have your answer. Keep it real. All right. So why did Jalen Green move to wide receiver? Because they have like 800 quarterbacks. I don't – you know what I mean? Like I, I don't – I don't necessarily see him as a wide receiver. I'm not sure that, you know, I, I completely understand the move myself, but in the in the Well when whole, they brought him in they only had two. Yes. In the whole grand scheme of things, now they have much more than two. They're trying to recruit other guys. They're you know, trying not to say, Hey, look at our depth charted quarterback, there's seven dudes there or whatever. <laughs> I think that's that was a big reason why he got moved. Now, why was he recruited as a quarterback when his skill set was quite different than the pro style QB the SC favors? I actually don't think his skill set's 
quite did. I think he is a pro-style quarterback that, that has some athleticism, can move. Um, you know, I, I so I don't necessarily agree with that. I know why he was recruited to USC, though, was because he's an early enrollee. USC was going to lose that spot. That was. I'm not saying they didn't. That's the only reason they want him. I think that was a big factor: is that they were going to lose an extra spot in that recruiting class. They wanted to take a guy. They didn't have a lot of quarterbacks at the time. Uh, Sark was already recruiting him. You know, he didn't offer him at Washington. That was that offer didn't come until Chris Peterson moved over from Boise State. But you know, they're you're not even mentioning the main reason. What's the main reason, Adam? He went to Garden of Sarah. Oh. Okay, well, there's that, too. There's yeah. the whole Sarah thing. Goodwill. Yes. Goodwill with Sarah. And I, I actually agree with Chris. Jalen Green has a great arm. Jaylen, yeah. Yeah, he he wants to be in the pocket, and he wants to rifle the ball over the field. He's not very accurate, and that's just what he has to improve in. And, you know, maybe things would be different for him if he were a more accurate quarterback. But he's not a receiver, and... I know that some people are saying out there that, oh, well, he had, you know, he had a great showing in winter workouts at receiver. That's false. I was out there every, for, you know, every workout that we could be at, I was there. And he's an athletic guy. And I think that if you worked on him for a while, he'd be a project and maybe he could make that transition. But this isn't a guy that is just ready to switch to receiver. He's not what Antoine Randall L was. You know, once upon a time, he's a quarterback. He wants to play quarterback, and so while I think that they could have moved him this spring, if you were gonna, if you were gonna ultimately move him, then I think they could have moved him before spring camp and got him at least on that track to transition. And they didn't because he wanted to play quarterback. And you know, there's been that talk of him transferring. If, if he wasn't given that opportunity. So they gave him that opportunity in spring and they catered to him. But as I've said all along, he's not going to play quarterback at USC. That doesn't mean that he's not a quarterback. I I agree. I think he's a quarterback. I don't see the receiver thing. I agree with you, Adam. Yeah. Look I at that. Tire Biter SC. Thank you very much. I even liked his posters then. Final one as we move along here to what may be the longest Trojansports.com podcast ever. Three, he starred him. Trojans with a Z freak. When is the Rising Stars camp? That would be June. Another, by the way, another friend, Chris of, Morales. Of course, of course. Uh, d- Rising Stars camp, June 24th and 25th. Okay, thank you. What are some t- some tight end recruits USC is after? I mean, Adam, if we're just going to continue the sophomore humor, you know all about the tight ends. <laughs> so what are some tight ends recruits USC is after? <laughs> I got to defer to Chris once. Okay, oh. well, the, the guy, you know, the, the main guy that we got to be looking at is Devin Asiasi um, from Concord, California, Dale Sal. Seems like USC's in the driver's seat there. He's kind of the guy that you know we all expect to commit to USC when the time comes. But they're after a few guys. There's a Nazir Upshur from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I actually spoke with him recently. Uh, very interesting. USC was thrilled that they came to a school that they offered him. Thought that you know they don't, usually don't go to Pennsylvania to offer, you know to recruit guys. So he's the guy that that USC could definitely get. Carrie uh, Angeline, another guy from Pennsylvania. Nick Eubanks from Florida. There's also always Isaac Nada, who's uh, also from Florida, committed to Florida State. USC has not given up on him. Who knows what happens there? I think he sticks with Florida State. But if you want to know the guy that you know, the guy to know right now, Devin Asiasi. 
Caleb Kelly, his final question, how serious is his interest in USC? How would he and Dalen Hayes fit together? You know, I think Caleb Kelly's interest in USC, uh, he's, he's, he's impressed by the way they're recruiting him, excited that they're recruiting him. I don't think he's going to go there. I think that he, they are, they're definitely behind uh, for him. From what I've heard, if you had to pick a school in L.A., it would be UCLA first um, before them. If he did come to USC, though, which could still definitely happen because, you know, we are months away from signing day, and who knows. I think that uh, he and Dalen Hayes, you know, you, c- you could do a lot with those guys. You know, when you say they fit the big fit on the inside, on the outside, they're both versatile guys, big guys that can play kind of everywhere. I, d- I don't know what the coaches want to do with them. I just know that would be a scary, you know, 2016 linebacking core again for USC if they got both of them. He's a UCLA guy to lose. Yeah. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's UCLA's guy. I know that if it came down to those two schools, I would pick UCLA over USC for him right now. Hmm. That's what I know. I. I don't know where Caleb Kelly's going. He's gotten some new offers too. I know he's interested in Ohio State now, and they just offered. People have been talking about Oklahoma for a while. I don't think that he's as interested in them as people say, but they're definitely up there. He could go a lot. But Notre Dame's interested. They're, Caleb Kelly could go anywhere. He's one of those guys that we just don't know. When a kid has national attention like that, I feel like it works to USC's benefit because then you're starting to think about other factors like how big the program is, their tradition, you know, their prestige, how they put people in the NFL. And then you come back to USC and you realize, oh, why am I going to UCLA? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It might actually be good for USC that other people get involved and kind of take his focus off of, you know, L.A. and UCLA in particular. But if, Go ahead. If he goes to UCLA, though, he could be a part of the, according to some UCLA oh linebacker gosh. recruits. I'm mentioning it, Adam. Go for it. Do it. The best linebacking class ever. That's, that's, that's what they, pitching, right? that is what UCLA's linebacker coach, uh, uh, not coach, sorry, recruits are pitching to Caleb Kelly right now. They must have forgotten about it. That they can make that. That they could have the best linebacking class ever this year. Must not have paid attention to 2015 USC. A 2008 USC team, I think that class a few years before probably had some good linebackers in it, if I remember correctly. That was sarcasm. Just had, just had to make fun of UCLA since play. Trojans freak on the message boards, thank you. Final question appearing on the message board. For me, why do you guys do this podcast? And we know why. <laughs> to answer questions on the message board. Exactly. And torture Adam Maya. Exactly. Who literally looks like he's going to have to go have several cocktails after this. So your your name is C-N-N-Y-S-R? Yes. That's your name in, in Yahoo Sports Radio? Correct. Set up by the great Sarah Herman. Set it up for me. Okay. So your middle name is Magic? It is Magic. No, it's Michael. Oh. I was named after two saints. An Italian mother. Christopher Michael. Ah. Michael's better than Magic. It is. Now, the original child was Michael Christopher. But I got in there and whacked him out. She had a miscarriage. And then I came. Got it. See? I did it mafia style. I got in there and I <laughs> stabbed him right in the back of the head. I, I was like, making like a, in Goodfellas. <laughs> I was making a basketball reference. I, uh, yes, I understood. Not a mafia reference. And you were trying to do the magic funny thing? Was that what you were trying to be very yeah. humorous there? No joke. Uh, that's not that's something we joke about, honestly. You may have found the line. <laughs> but unlike me, you didn't go past the line. Exactly. And that's why it wasn't funny, Adam. Can I just say, Adam's joking about basketball. You're joking about murder and miscarriage. <laughs> just so we can compare. Welcome to the new Trojansports.com <laughs> podcast, He's everybody. half Italian. I am half Italian. You know which half? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it was a fun week. We'll see if we're still around for this next week. <laughs> right. Or if we've all been eliminated. Hopefully, the great Blair Angulo will be back from his sickbed, at B. Angulo on Twitter. 
at Chris P. Swanson, the publisher of this whole mess. Thank you, Chris, for appearing. Hopefully, you'll be here next week as well. We, no it's chance. Always, oh, that, that's true, <laughs> but it's more fun when you're here. And then, yeah. of course, my villain, the the great beat writer from TrojanSports.com, at Adam J. Maya. Adam, thank you. Thank you. You become a good friend, actually. Well, how can we be lovers if we can't free be friends, if my, <laughs> as Michael Bolton once said. And I'm at CMM Spectrum. Send your hate mail. Chris Morales from Yahoo Sports Radio. We'll see you next week, everybody. Adios. They don't call me Matthew for nothing. <laughs>